One, two. Big two. So, um, today we will be talking about the MLB trade deadline. And let's talk about the latest trades. And let's talk about... Um, so we could just check Jeff Passan's Twitter. Um, he is a um, reporter for ESPN, the top MLB reporter. And, I mean, you, you could just see. So... Here is the latest, I mean, we're going to go over most of the key trades, and let's go over the first one. Oakland A's acquiring left-hander Mike Menor from the Texas Rangers for two players to be named later, sources tell ESPN. A's needed rotation help and get it with a trade for Menor, who's a free agent after the season. So that was Jeff Passan's tweet. Lou, what do you think? I mean, the A's, you can't really think for kind of a great... Um, how do you put an ace for the this ace team? I mean, you got Shamanaya, you got Mike Fierres, and now you got Mike Menor, who had a great season last season, but was struggling early this season. How will Mike Menor fare in Oakland, Blue? Mike Menor will do well in Oakland. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think, I mean, a new team definitely could change. So this is um um another trade, and the Blue Jays... Oh, no doubt. And Eric Bledsoe is ruled out with the strange hamstring. Well, yeah. That that was other basketball. We're going to talk about basketball towards the end. So, so the Blue Jays acquiring picture, Robbie Ray from the Arizona D-backs. That is um, good because Blue Jays, I mean, they have Hinjin Ryu. But adding another key pitcher in Robbie Ray will definitely help them. So let's get to the Jack, next trade. Jack don't agree on a lot of things, but I'll tell you what we agree on one thing, and that's baseball. Yeah, a lot of baseball. I mean, and let's, I mean, Hinjin Ryu, definitely a great player. That's what I was talking about, but obviously. So um, the next trade that we are going to talk about will be the trade that will be between the Dodgers and the Blue Jays. So, it was actually another pitching trade in Ross Stripling trading to, from the Dodgers to the Blue Jays. That's three new starters for Toronto. I'm not sure who that third starter was. Maybe we'll find out later. But, I mean, Robbie Ray, obviously, and then Ross Stripling. So, I mean, they needed pitchers, and that's what they got at the deadline. So, I'd say a very successful deadline for this Toronto Blue Jays team. Do you agree? I agree. So, yeah, I mean, I haven't heard Luce ever say on this podcast, I'm pretty sure, him say I agree to what I said. So, very happy I heard that. Um... So let's get the Mets. Um, The Mets were involved in a trade. And let's, um, they got third baseman Todd Frazier, catcher Robinson Torinos from the Rangers, and reliever Miguel Castro from the Orioles. So one, let's get Miguel Castro. 
that is going to be key for this bullpen, and let's see if they can step up. What do you think about this, Lou, as a Nets fan? As a Mets fan, what do you think of this Miguel Castro bullpen edition? Yeah, I definitely like it, and I, I'm not just the move. I like really like the, the Miguel Castro. So I think he could fare well in New York. And then catcher Robinson Torinos, they haven't really had a great catcher, and they were, I believe they were looking at Christian Vasquez from the Red Sox to try to trade for, but they ended up getting Robinson Torinos. So that is a good get for the Mets. And then third baseman Todd Frazier. I mean, their third baseman is J.D. Davis. And Todd Frazier, I would believe he'd be on that Mets bench. I mean, he could be like for the Yankees, let's say, Miguel Andujar. He could go in for some doubleheaders. Maybe on, let's say, J.D. Davis's off, off days. He's going to get that playing time. And I believe if he proves to have some good games, he can earn that third baseman spot. And then maybe shift J.D. Davis to the D.H. I'm not sure. So, let's move on. The Cincinnati Reds getting Archie Bradley and outfielder Brian Goodwin. And they already have Trevor Bauer and Sonny Gray. I mean, they are going to the postseason, I believe, I would say. But outfielder Brian Goodwin, definitely a good pitter for the Tigers, but... I believe that if Brian Goodwin was on a good team, let's say, let's give it, like, the Oakland A's, he would have been a better player. But he's been struggling for a team like the Tigers who don't have a lot of depth. So, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people expected, I mean, this is a quick, Lance Lynn, the pitcher for the um, Texas Rangers, he was actually not traded today. A lot of people expecting... Lance Lynn would be traded today or before the trade line, trade deadline. And he was not. So, obviously, they, um, the, what's it called? The, the Rangers really like Lance Lynn. So, let's see how he fares. So, um, Archie Bradley was a traitor. So, I'm just saying. And let's move on to the next trade. Um, and let's go to the, um, outfielder Cameron Maben. He's actually an ex-Yankee. He fared pretty well with the Yankees, actually, but the Yankees end ending up, like, let's say last year, going to the postseason. I believe that Maben would have been in that lineup, but you got Stanton, Judge, and coming back from injuries. That pushed him out, and he ended up signing with Detroit, but today... He did not fair end up with Detroit. He ended up with the Chicago Cubs, and I believe that's a great fit for him. So, good luck to Cameron Mabin in Chicago. Yeah. So, um, the Cubs with three lefties in the bullpen. All of these guys I actually got from the Boston Red Sox. Kyle Ryan, Andrew Chaffin, and Joss Osich. And they got from the Red Sox for a... PTBNL sources told ESPN. And that was only with seven minutes left in the trade deadline. So a couple of buzzer beaters for the Cubs getting that those right. 
And let's read off, I mean, the depth that this Colorado Rockies team have in the outfield. So now they have Charlie Blackman, David Dahl, Raymel Tapia, Sam Hillard. And that those, those are already. And then, today, getting Kevin Pillar from the Red Sox. Wow. Just wow. Wow, yeah. I mean, the other, like, look at their depth. From their outfield and then just adding Kevin Pillar. So I would say maybe Sam Hillard going out for Kevin Pillar and maybe even Kevin Pillar getting a start over that Raymel Tapia. I think Pillar is one of the, he's probably debatably the best, one of the best outfielders in the MLB. So, I mean, just his speed and his catching, he just got to work a little on his hitting and he could be up there in the that top 10, top 20 ranking. So let's go to the next one. Um, the right-handed reliever, David Phelps, is headed from the Brewers to the Phillies. That was just a quick one. And then this was a um, this was a key one. The I mean, obviously, um, for the Marlins, they've been um, dealing. And we're just going to start with their trades. Caleb Smith, Humberto Mejia, and a player to be named later are heading to the Diamondbacks and... For Starling Marte, Marte definitely a great, um, definitely a great um hitter for the D-backs. But now he's heading to the Marlins. Starling Marte, I would have liked for the Yankees to get him. The Yankees obviously making no moves, but the Marlins. I mean, they like I said earlier, they're buying and selling. Jonathan VR, who's playing pretty well in Miami, is heading to the Toronto Blue Jays. Blue Jays, I've mentioned before, have been just dealing. So, let's just read off the full, um, yeah. So, sorry, I mean, I meant to say that it's going to be great. So, we forgot to mention the, um, let's go, um, a little down. And try to find the trade. Yeah, so the San Diego Padres making key trades, but let's go to this one. Um I'm not sure if um this lineup is um going to be good, but I mean, they obviously have Tommy Fan out, and let's go to the Padres deals, they're nearing a deal, they were, they ended up finalizing the deal to get catcher Austin Nola from the Seattle Man Managers, Mariners, for a highly regarded prospect source told ESPN, it would be the Padres' fourth trade in a little more than 24 hours, so... And obviously, they um, already had. So the Padres have acquired Trevor Worldensall and also Mitch Moreland. And they are just keep on rolling up for um, that playoff spot, trying to get those depth up. And I would not be shocked if they indeed um, go far in the playoffs. Now, the last deal, I would say the biggest deal of the day. And let's go with the Padres. Once again, the Padres have been so 
active. And then you got the Mike Clevenger trade. Mike Clevenger. Um, they traded the ace, Mike Clevenger, to the San Diego Padres. So not just Chris Paddock as a Padre. Um, ace, it's going to be Mike Clevenger as well. So... Um, Lou, let's talk about some NBA. This is going to be mostly MLB, but we went over most of the trades. And there wasn't much to talk about. I mean, I was obviously upset that the Yankees didn't get Clevenger or Marte. But here in this 20-minute, 20-25-minute 20, podcast today, it's going to be important to realize that the Padres are going to make a playoff run, and there's going to be no doubt about that. Definitely. Oh, so tune in. We forgot to mention. It's going to be on Wednesday or Thursday. Our next podcast, Wednesday or Thursday. Me and Lou are switching, so tune in. This will be posted later today on our um, description. Um, It will be posted on... I'm pretty sure Instagram as well by Lou. Um, that we are changing because of school. We are changing to only two podcasts a week. So it's gonna be around mon it's gonna be Monday or Tuesday and then a podcast on Wednesday or Thursday. Here's the thing. Since it's only two podcasts a week, I think let me just check it our team and stuff if we could Jack, are we, I think we're doing an hour on Sunday, though, right? Yeah, I mean, an hour special on what? Because... No, like, hour, no, like, hour every Sunday to replace that 30-minute pod during the week. Well, yeah, pod, no, but, like, we're going to have two podcasts a week, so that means four in two weeks, and the, all these podcasts are including Sunday, so some weeks we could have three, but... Remember, all from now on, all the Sunday podcasts are going to be specials. So, yeah. So, let's move on. Tune into our next episode on Wednesday or Thursday, NBA second round predictions. Um, that will be great. Um, if you guys could just give it a little listen to our second round predictions. The only reason we pushed it off is because tonight it could be Houston pulling it out. If they win, then that will be over, and then we'll have it on Wednesday following the Jazz Nuggets Game 7 on Tuesday. But if the Thunder pull out a win tonight, it will be Game 7 on Wednesday. So in that case, it would be the podcast on Thursday. So in whatever case, it depends on tonight's game. Rockets win podcast on Wednesday. Thunder win podcast on Thursday. So let's talk. And, um, definitely, um, we should talk about these second round matchups that we're getting. We are not going to make predictions, but we are going to talk about some first round. How did these teams fare in the first round? And we're going to do some headlines, we like to call it, NBA headlines. Um, and let's just start off with the headline. One seat 
dropping one game. I mean, sorry, one seed dropping game one. And then winning two, three, four, five. What was the deal with that? Were, there, were the Lakers or Bucks now ready for that playoff? What went wrong for each of them for them to deal with that? both of them having a game one loss? Lou? Game one, they're going to win the series? I think the team that wins game one. Yeah, and not in this scenario, obviously, but in other scenarios, I believe, too. Because when I was watching, I mean, I'm going to change the subject. I mean, not changing the subject. Change the league quickly. When I was watching Rangers-Hurricanes, I said game one was the most important game for the New York Rangers team. Obviously, they didn't pull it out, and obviously, they didn't pull out, pull out the series either so I think I believe and agree with you but obviously so my question to you I'll ask it one more time what went wrong wrong in game one that did not go wrong in two in games two three four five for the Bucks and the Lakers what didn't go wrong what went wrong in game one that didn't go wrong in game three two three four five I mean, the Bucks. you could kind of say that they're bubble woes. I mean, they were definitely struggling in the bubble, but, I mean, everyone was like, oh, the Bucks are so bad in the bubble after that game on. But then they proved everyone wrong with the, with winning four straight. So, um, um, yeah, so it's going to be very um, important. And then the Lakers, I believe that, it was not the Lakers that went wrong. I think it was the Blazers who were balling. They played amazing. And that was just the reason that the Blazers won game one. But obviously, the Lakers were balling in games two, three, four, five, pulling out all of those. So the Bucks and the Lakers each winning in five games. I had the Lakers in seven. I originally had them in six, but after the game one loss, I thought the Blazers could push it to seven and maybe lose in seven. But obviously, I was wrong with the Lakers losing in five. I actually had the Bucks winning in six. And if, you, if you follow our Instagram, I posted Damian Lillard, not Jack, the 2021 NBA MVP and the 2021 NBA champion. Whatever you see on Instagram is posted by him. I don't run the Instagram account. I do. I run all social media. And we're making a Twitter and Facebook suit. We just possibly want to, get to know Instagram before, so and then we'll get to know Twitter, and then we'll get to know Facebook. So yeah. Um. Yeah, and I mean it's gonna be very important for these Bucks and Lakers team to beat these second round matchups. But Lou, tell me. Who would, I mean, obviously, I'm going to say possibly, because that's going to be the key word here. Who would possibly add the harder matchup, the Bucks or the Lakers? I mean, that's why I'm saying possibly, because we don't know who won the series between the Rockets and the Thunder. So who possibly will have the harder matchup? Will the Bucks and the Heat, will the Heat be harder for the Bucks? 
or will the Rockets or the Thunder be harder for the Lakers? And I'll tell you my opinion after. The Thunder, I think. So you think the Thunder are going to win games 6 and 7? I believe the Rockets will pull it out tonight. As this game, that game is about to get underway shortly. Um, but yeah, I definitely agree with you. That the Rockets, I believe the Rockets are going to pull out game six, but if you don't believe that, that, I mean, you think, I definitely agree the Thunder could be hard for the Lakers. I would believe that before, bef the, the before math of this, of this series, I would believe that. But then, Thunder coming in and they really struggled in games one and two and it just shook me. That I didn't, now, it just shook me way too much that I, I just don't believe that they it would be as hard because they were coming to playoffs strong. I mean, game, they were, everyone was predicting game seven, game seven, Thunder win, Rockets win. But I, even after games one and two, I would even say, personally, Rockets in five. I know it's not going to come out as that, but they didn't show what they really were were showing in the bubble before the playoffs. So that kind of shook me. And I, I would say that the Heat are going to be harder for the Bucks than the Rockets or Thunder are going to be harder for the Lakers. And no doubt we, we forgot to talk about the Rockets. If the Rockets would be hard for the Lakers, I do not think so. Because all the Lakers have to do... Well, I do not think so. I think the Lakers are going to beat the Rockets in six. I believe. I mean, my prediction could change. My prediction can change. You, you have to find out my final prediction on Wednesday or Thursday in our NBA second round playoff predictions. Okay, so we have we got that like ten minute. We got that five minute slot for basketball. Now it's time for that five minute slot for hockey we're going to do a quick recap of every series starting off in the stars and the avalanche wow i mean i'm not sure if you were watching but 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 stars versus vegas what did i tell you about vegas and i was wrong about finney philly so i think philly versus I mean, the Islanders versus Vegas is my new finals prediction. That's right. They will beat Tampa. Yeah, Um. so we're going to make our finals predictions right now. Lou, Islanders or Vegas, who will win? Yeah, I know who I'm going to say. So you, had Vegas win. so you had Vegas beating the Stars, Islanders beating Tampa, and then you have Vegas beating the Islanders in the Cup. For me, I have the Islanders going to the Cup, beating the Lightning in the East in the final. And then I have the Stars edging out the Golden Knights in seven. And the Islanders winning the Cup in six. Islanders, I would say they're on too much of a great roll. And let's recap the series. So Stars are up 3-1 in the series right now. And... Yeah, Tampa is playing right now. I'm going to check out that score. But let's talk about the... Let's We'll get to the Tampa series. But, I mean, it's been all stars. And don't get me wrong. 
the Avalanche have played a great series. But it changed because the Stars just overpowered them with goals. Like last night, the Stars, the Avalanche got way unlucky. I actually ended up catching the end of those games um, between the, I, I catched up the end of the game between the Avalanche and the Stars. And um, I saw that it was, uh, when I was watching, um, let me, do, it was three to two stars, and I was in, like, there was, like, around 15 minutes to go in the third, and first on the power play, so I'll kind of explain the play, they had a shot on, um, um, Francois, Francois, the avalanche goalie, he saves it, and they go out, so it's, I think it was Makar, uh, the avalanche defenseman, down on the floor trying to grab the puck from the Stars player, but the Stars player was just shifting. He was moving right, I think, and he was kind of in the slot of the net. And he just fired a shot right past Francis. What a shot, making it 4-2. Now, Jack, me and you had a conversation earlier today on who deserves the most improved. We are going to talk about that. Wait, 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 wait. We need to keep talking about the NHL. That's our challenge flag. That's our challenge flag. We gotta wait for the challenge flag. I'm gonna say this on the podcast. They changed my mind that Bam or 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 Yeah, but Lou, save it for the save it for the challenge flag. Lou's gotta save it for the challenge flag and. Yeah, so, I mean, he's in the net, he's in the slot, and when he's in the slot, he's too nasty, and he gets a fire shot, then he makes it 4-2, he makes it 4-2, then it goes off, then McCarr races to the ball, and he can't get it, so it's in the middle of the net, it's in the middle of the ice, right behind the goalie, and the goalie doesn't notice it either, and in comes a star player to score and make it 5-2. to two. The Avalanche ending up scoring two more goals, but just short. So the Stars beating out the Avalanche with their goals. Lou, we are going to talk about the most improved player on the challenge flag. Let's talk about your Golden Knights. I thought the Canucks could test them, but obviously the Golden Knights too. Good. They're leading 3-1. Bo Horvat. Captain of the Vancouver Canucks, obviously not showing so much. I like Alex Tuck. He's been great for this Vegas Knights team. I say they win in five, and I believe that the Aval- the Stars will win in five. Two, on to the next series, Islanders-Flyers. I believe the Islanders are going to win in six. Islanders is too powerful, and when this Islanders team is on a roll, they're on a roll, and they're dangerous. They're just dangerous. They're red-hot dangerous. And then you move to the next one quickly. Let's move on quickly. Next series, Bruins Lightning. I have Lightning in five. That is going on right now. It is in period two with the Bruins and the Lightning tied at one. Now, let's throw our red challenge flags. Let's take them out of the pocket. And even though this debate is already over, Brandon Ingram is one most improved player. But... Me and Lou have talked about this earlier, as Lou said earlier. 
that we both disagree that Brandon Ingram de doesn't deserve it. So now me and Lou, me and Lou, me and Lou are now going to say who we think should have won. So Lou, take it away. Who do you think should have won? Well, I didn't think so because I think I think Luka Doncic played good enough in his rookie year. He played good enough in his rookie year that he wasn't most improved. I definitely agree, but he's in my number two slot. Bam Adebayo had way too good of a season to not win MIP. Yeah, I no doubt. That's why I said he's in my number two spot. I'm not like taking him out of the conversation, but I think Bam Adebayo and even I would have. Ing Brandon Ingram in front of him because I think they had better season than Duncan Robinson. And if you actually think about it, you're going to agree with me. That Duncan Robinson didn't have as good of a season as these, as Bam Adebayo and Brandon Ingram did. So, I, I, I believe Bam Adebayo deserves it. Have you changed your mind? Do you still think Duncan Robinson deserves it? I still think Duncan Robinson deserves it. <laughs> Okay, so, um, Lou, um, tune in Wednesday or Thursday. It all depend, depends on tonight's Rockets and Thunder game. Rockets win podcast on Wednesday. Thunder win podcast on Thursday, Lou. Big two on you. One, two. Yeah. See you next time on the Big Two. With Jack and Lou. Jack and Lou. On Anchor. Dot FM. Dot FM. Brought to you by Anchor. Follow us on Insta. Follow on Insta.